Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, in addition to we're building ourselves up to the crescendo of tomorrow's Ten Commandments, today is also the 22nd of Shvat, which is the yard site of our Abonus at Sitkanis, Rabbi Tzanchaya Mushka, the Rebbe's wife. And so, uh, in her honor, I want to focus on a particular section in today's Torah reading. In today's Torah reading, we have the introduction of what is referred to as the Shloisha Simeak Bala, three days of separation and preparation that the children of Israel went through in, in preparation for the revelation at Mount Sinai. One of the things that they're told to do is Al Tikshu El Isha, that they are not to approach their wives. Now, without going into the details of the halachic issues of why they weren't supposed to, the basic concept was that it wasn't, God forbid, that there was anything wrong with the women. It was exactly the opposite. That the men had the potential to put their wives in a position where they wouldn't be able to participate in the highest state of purity. Basically, the men might make their wives tummy. Not, God forbid, that the women were tummy. So the men couldn't approach the wives because the fear was that they would make their wives tummy. So what we see from here is a very interesting thought. Right, at the, right when the children of Israel arrive at Mount Sinai, Hashem tells Moshe, Speak to the women first. Beit Yaakov is the women, B'nai Yisrael is the men. Speak to the women first and then speak to the men. And in fact, Tomar, speak, get the women on your side. Tagaid, instruct. It's Dorm Kashen Kegidin, hard stuff. Just lay it on the men. On the, to the women, speak to, get them on your side. To the men, just lay it on them. Put, make sure they know what they're supposed to do. And Hashem saw as a prerequisite for the revelation at Mount Sinai, you see these two events. One, where Hashem tells Moshe to speak to the women first, because if you can incorporate the women into the process, then you will be able to achieve everything you need to do. And number two, that the men should be careful not to defile the women. On a broader scale, that is, means as follows. The women clearly were blessed, just like our matriarchs were, ble- were blessed with a greater sense of emuna and prophecy than even our patriarchs. Similarly, we know that we know that it was the merit of the righteous women, and the righteous women, all the things that the women achieved by making sure that there would be new generations of Jews, by having the complete and total faith, by preparing the tambourines. Every single step of the way, it was the women who ultimately took the lead. And, and, and if it wasn't for the women, we would have collapsed completely. This feminine energy, Kabbalistically, is the level of Malchut. Malchus is bitter, total self-abnegation and total uh, self-effacement and utter and complete devotion to Hashem. So it is that feminine energy that we need to capture if we are going to be able to stay in a higher state of purity, if we're going to be able to achieve Matan Torah, receiving the Torah 
the most intimate interaction between Hashem and the Jewish people, in order to be able to achieve that, it necessitates as a prerequisite that we engage in, feminine, in the feminine energy, that we achieve the level of bittel, total self-effacement. That is achieved on uh, three levels. One is a recognition that everything that happens in our life is directed by Hashem. And once you can understand that, and recognize that you will be in a state of total bittel to Hashem, don't get, don't be a control freak. Don't worry, Hashem's got it under control. Do your part. Participate. But don't be a control freak, because ultimately Hashem has control. That's that level of bittel. The second level of bittel is to the Torah, to recognize that we have this incredible work, as we just said in the Hayom Yom today, we have, we get, God gave us the Torah, the Torah creates life, not is created by life. So we, that's a, a bit of a self-effacement and a self-nullification that we say to ourselves, stop thinking so much, think less and do more. Think, stop worrying so much, just look what the Torah says and follow the instruction. When all else fails, follow the instructions. And the third level of bittel is the bittel to every single Jew, the recognition that you are, we are not complete without every single other yid. Just like the head is not complete if it doesn't have feet, and, and, and the body is not complete if it doesn't have arms and legs, etc., and all the other parts. So even though you may know other Jews who are, uh, okay, I'm still standing at Talson's Tefillin, they are your ingrown toenails, but they're still your toe. They're still your toe. And so a bittle, recognizing that I need to be one with every single other Jew, by reaching out to every single other Jew, is the third level of bittle. And this is the level of Malchus, and this is what Rebbe Tzachayim Mushka represented on a very, very pure level. I'll share one quick personal story. My sister's first husband came from a non Chabad background, a completely non-Chabad background, but was very much attracted to Chabad. He, he studied, grew up in a Litvish world, and studied in a Litvish yeshiva. Now, he went to a Fabrengen once of the Rebbe, he, and uh, they lived in Borough Park. My brother-in-law's mother had no clue who it was that her son was going to hear. He knew, she knew only that her son was going hear a rabbi speak. Okay? It was probably Yudnis Kislev or Yud Shvat, I don't know which one, bring in one of the big ones. And my brother-in-law went to Crown Heights, but if I bring him, his mother is waiting up for him. And in those days, Crown Heights was an iffy neighborhood anyway. His, mother, his mother's waiting up for him. And it's midnight, and her son still hasn't come home. So she starts to worry. Starts to worry, where is he? She had no idea that these Fabrengans went till 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. She had no idea. She's worried, where's her son? So she opens up the Brooklyn White Pages and she looks up Rabbi Schneerson. And the Rebbe's home phone number was listed in the White Pages. So she picks up her phone and she calls the number. It's 12.30 a.m. She calls the number. Rebbe Zechayim Mushka answered the phone. She answered the phone and she says, hello, um, hi, um, is this Mrs. Schneerson? She says, yes. She says, I'm sorry to bother you so late at night. My name is Mrs. Rubin. 
I'm wondering if your husband is there. My son went to hear your husband speak tonight, and he still hasn't come home. My son went to hear your husband speak tonight, he still hasn't come home. I'm wondering if I could ask your husband if he saw him. She has no idea how many people are at this, that there's thousands at this Fabregan. He hasn't come home yet. So the Rebetzin very kindly said to her, oh, you have nothing to be concerned about. I'm sure your son is fine. My husband isn't even home yet. And he told me, my husband told me before he left that it's going to go very late tonight. So you don't have to worry. Just go to sleep. Your son is fine. I'm sure he'll get home. And she was happy, hung up the phone. The next day she says to my brother-in-law, um, what time did you come home? She says, he says, why didn't you tell me in advance? I was so worried that I called Mrs. Schneers. <laughs> what did she do? What did she do? Yeah, I opened the white pages. I called Mrs. Schneers. She was so cordial and so nice. She told me you were going to come home late because her husband said he wasn't going to be home till late. This was the Rebetzin, really. That's what personified her. She, she hated being treated like the Rebetzin. She came once to the fruit store on Kingston Avenue and got online with her groceries. Everyone saw the Rebetzin standing online, so everyone stepped aside to let her go first. She never came to the store again. From then on, she started sending people because she didn't like being treated that way. Anyway, that's Bittle. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that is Bittal. That's what we have to achieve. Bittal on the three levels, as we mentioned. Watch over us and bring us all blessings. The Rebbe was once asked by visitors, where are your children? There were little kids there, and they didn't know. So they were sitting at her table with whoever it was that was visiting, and they asked the Rebbe, where are your children? And the Rebbe said, my children, they're all in 770. So we are all the Rebbe's children. Herzchus, we brought down upon us for refua, health, healing, physical, spiritual, and emotional health, protection for our soldiers in Israel and our brethren in Israel. We have a merit to see her. With the revelation of Mashiach, may it happen now. Amen. Amen.